self-development with tactics. So today we are once again gonna read the Dehydrion by Epictetus or Enchiridion to be quite frank here. I think that I've started with 31 as far as I can remember and or 36. Well probably or not and or wouldn't make too much sense. Well I'm just gonna go ahead with 37. If you are dazzled by the semblance of any promised pleasure, guard yourself against being bewildered by it, but let the affair wait your leisure and procure yourself some delay. Then bring to your mind both points of time, that in which you shall enjoy the pleasure and that in which you will repent and reapproach or reproach yourself after you have enjoyed it and set before you in opposition to these, how you will rejoice and applaud yourself if you abstain. And even though it should appear to you as a seasonable gratification, take heed that its enticements and allurements and seductions may not subdue you, but set in opposition to this how much better it is to be conscious of having gained so great a victory. What I'm seeing there is, and I'm not clearly understanding it, and or not fully understanding it, but what I'm seeing or hearing here is being proud of the things that you have been able to achieve opposed to just only being angry and pissed off and sad that you have not achieved what you wanted to you know but actually also thinking about the things that you have indeed achieved and that you have indeed done all the victories that you've had all the great things that you did you know we all did so many great things we all accomplished so many good things whether it is something major or something pretty small it depends on your viewpoint whether it is major or pretty small and so think about the things that you've already done the things that you've been able to do and um value them more value them more that you're doing right now 38 when you do anything from a clear judgment that it ought to be done, never shrink from being seen to do it, even though the world should misunderstand it, for if you are not acting rightly, shun the action itself. If you are, why fear those who wrongly censure you? When you do anything from a clear judgment that it ought to be done, never shrink from being seen to do it, even though the world should misunderstand it, for if you are not acting rightly, shun the action itself. If you are, why fear those who wrongly censure you? If you are not doing things rightly, or if you are wrong. 39. As the proposition, either it is day or it is night, has much force in a disjunctive argument, but none at all in a conjunction, uh, co conjunctive one. So at a feast, to choose the largest chair is very suitable to the bodily appetite, but utterly inconsistent with the social spirit of the entertainment. Remember, then, when you eat with another, not only the value to the body of those things which are set before you, but also the value of proper courtesy toward your host. I think this just makes sense, doesn't it? But still important and useful to be talked about. 
40. If you have assumed any character beyond your strength, you have both demeaned yourself ill in that and quitted, and quitted one which you might have supported. 41. As in walking you take care not to tread upon a nail or turn your foot, so likewise take care not to hurt the ruling faculty of your mind. And if we were to guard against this in every action, we should enter upon action more safely. Something that I've very recently actually been talking about as well is thinking about the things that could go wrong and thinking about the consequences of your actions. You know, sometimes there are severe consequences, really fucking severe consequences, consequences that you actually wouldn't like to have. And it then makes sense to think about things a bit more than you usually do, or one usually does, and then reevaluate whether it is worth the downsides compared to the upsides, or in ratio to the upsides, to do whatever you're about to do. 42. The body is to everyone the proper measure of its possessions, as the foot is of the shoe. If, therefore, you stop at this, you will keep the measure. But if you move beyond, you must necessarily be carried forward as down a precipice. As in the case of a shoe, if you go beyond its fitness to the foot, it comes first to be gilded, then purple, and then studded with jewels. For to that which once exceeds the fit measure, there is no bound. Using things and or buying things that are useful for the purpose that you want it to be for or which it should be for even though i don't really like should because who says it you know who who makes up the rules and all who decides the rules but well you know it's um it makes sense you know it, it really does but obviously i mean people have a ton of money and they don't really know a better way to use it for then they are just gonna buy some expensive things and they then call it useful or a useful quote-unquote investment or whatever you want to call it then a splurge probably um but the thing is yeah it's it makes sense you know why would you buy something which should be used in a certain way or which intentionally was supposed to work in a certain way that um it is not working at this point in time anymore i mean we could talk about ripped jeans maybe you know or ripped t-shirts it obviously depends on which purpose that you're giving clothing in general but something that i immediately thought about just buying something for the brand even though it might not actually be that of a comfy shoe you know you're buying shoes and you see this new nike shoe and you think wow this actually looks sick and it is a Nike shoe, it is a cool brand and people are gonna see that it is a Nike shoe and people are gonna be treating me differently because I'm wearing a Nike shoe. But it is actually not as comfortable as this, this other Adidas shoe or Puma or whatever it might be, I don't know. And so you buy the Nike one, even though it might be more expensive, might actually be not as comfy as the other one. And so on and so forth, like this is something that I immediately had to think about and something that I've unfortunately also done. Um, even though I really try to think about things, sometimes it is just what it is, you know, and there might actually be some phenomenon that is just based on this thing, this, this, this thing that I just described.
what this this would actually be 50. I kind of have a feeling that they skipped a few because this is XXX, which is 30 and seven. Oh, no, it should be. No, it's, it's not fine. 40, 39, 38. Well, not quite sure. I mean, probably due to the fact that one is longer than one page, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the 50th one. A woman from 14 years old are flattered by a man with the title of mistress. Therefore, perceiving that they are regarded only as qualified to give man pleasure, they begin to adorn themselves and in that to place all their hopes. It is worthwhile, therefore, to try that they may perceive themselves honored, only so far as they appear beautiful in their demeanor and modestly virtuous. 14 years old. <laughs> what is that of a fucked up thing? That's kind of insane, I'd say. But, I mean, things worked differently back in the days. And society was differently back in the days. I mean, it's been also, as far as I know, quite normal to have a young boy as some sort of a love relationship type thing. Um, like, really normal. But yeah, and I just don't want to talk shit. Maybe you Google it if you're interested in that stuff. But um, something that I do not really like is... First of all, like, yeah, okay, you're beautiful or not and, and, and whatnot, but you know, one, one should really not put all his or her hope, or in, in that case, her hope, into, okay, I'm gonna look beautiful and I'm gonna give pleasure to a man and then I'm gonna live my life as his fucking princess or whatever. Like, no, you know, just do something for yourself. Get a job, make some money, build something, make something, make something out of yourself and make yourself proud of who you are and um, what you're doing, essentially. The 51. It is a mark of want of... It is a mark of want of intellect to spend much time in things relating to the body as to be immoderate in exercises, in eating and drinking and in discharge of other animal functions. These things should be done incidentally and our main strength be applied to our reason. Incidentally, I see. But I think other animal functions, you know, do they also talk about sex there? I don't know, like, it is an animal function, isn't it? Quite interesting. And the last one for the day, which is 52. When any person does ill by you or speaks ill of you, remember that he acts or speaks from an impression that it is right for him to do so. Now, it is not possible that he should follow what appears right to you, but only what appears so to himself. Therefore, if he judges from false appearances, he is the person hurt, since he too is the person deceived. For if any takes a true proposition to be false, the proposition is not hurt, but only the man is deceived. Setting out then from this, these principles, you will meekly bear with a person who relieves you, for you will say upon every occasion, it seemed so to him. Which makes things very, very, very calm and easy for oneself. Like, okay, somebody says that you're a piece of shit. Well, if this is what you think and this is something that um, is your truth and your reality, then so it be. This is what it is. I can't change it. It is, it is something that you think and I can't change your mind. It is not in my control. So why would I be concerned about it? And why would I waste even more thought power to that? Amazing, amazing, amazing page, amazing paragraph, amazing chapter. 
ends on this high note, I'm willing to end the episode. And I'm going to see you the next time. So, bye bye.